0: Hey girl, Heather Nelson here. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist. I'm so excited to build a community where I inspire and empower women who are going through hard times. I can't wait to share with you women who have unique stories and have overcome hard times in their life. So grab your favorite cocktail, lean in, and let's cheers to empowerment ladies. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist uh, podcast today. Today I have on Sarah Jensen. Uh, Sarah and I actually just met today. Uh, we met via Facebook um, and it's interesting because everybody I've had on has been somebody that I've known, um, but I'm really excited to learn Sarah's story and hear her journey. And um, yeah, so Sarah, tell
1: us a little bit about you. Yeah, so thanks for having me. First of all, it's yeah. fun to be on here. We, um, I'm Sarah. <laughs> I live in Los Angeles. I um, just launched a company, which we'll kind of go into that, but I'm from Northern California. I'm the oldest of six kids. I have four sisters came from a huge family and, um, yeah, there's, there's, I I can kind of go into the, the personal story kind of goes into the business. So I'm happy to kind of go into personal story unless you want to talk about something else. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's hear it. So my husband and I, we've been married for almost 20 years, and we spent 14 of those years trying to get pregnant unsuccessfully, diagnosed with unexplained infertility and did it all, went to, you know, spent all of our money going to top doctors across the country. You know, I was, uh, I was ultra marathoner. I stopped running because the doctor told me the running chicken doesn't lay the eggs. We, I hate needles. We did acupuncture. We, you know, did diets and therapy. You, you name it, we tried it. Um, we did a lot of research during that time because we were trying to figure out why it was unexplained, like what, what is out there. And we learned that there are chemicals that are called hormone-disrupting chemicals um, found in most personal care products, including clean and non-toxic products. And these chemi- chemicals impact your hormones. And when we were learning about these chemicals, we were you know so focused on infertility, but we just thought of hormones just as testosterone, estrogen, and trying to get everything right so we could get pregnant. Uh, what we didn't realize and was the hormones really regulate everything in your body, everything from your weight, your mood, your sleep, your skin, and, and your health. Um, the incredible end to the story, and I can dive more into this, but my husband's sister volunteered to be our surrogate and gave birth to our son, Hugh. And then my sister volunteered to be our second surrogate and gave birth to her daughter, Grace. Oh, I love that. Thank you. It, it was absolutely incredible. You know, for 10 years, we were so, and even longer than that, actually, we were so private about our fertility struggle because it was so, you know, my husband and I both come from very large families. Everyone else was having kids, all of our friends were having kids, no one could relate. And, and, and then the constant failure every month, you don't want to have to report that to anybody. So we just didn't tell anybody. Um, and then even our families didn't know that we were trying. And then one day Ben's, I was on a um, hike with Ben's sister. And she asked me, and for some reason, I, I just opened up and I said, you know, we've been, she's like, do you guys want kids? And I said, you know, we've been trying for 10 years and nothing's ever worked and we don't know what to do. And off the cuff, she said, you know, I'll be your surrogate. And I didn't think she was serious. First of all, this for someone just to say that. And so I didn't, I said, oh, that's, that's so nice of you to say like, that's, that's incredible. But I didn't think twice about it. Didn't tell my husband about it. And a week later, she called me and said, "Okay, talked to my husband and my kids and my employer, and did a lot of research." And so, um, she she We live in Los Angeles. She lived in Arizona. Flew to Los Angeles to get checked, and she was, you know, the perfect candidate. But it took her three attempts, multiple surgeries. It wasn't it wasn't an easy process. You know, we thought everything was aligning. This is going to be great. Um, but oh, so, it
0: was, um, it was your eggs and his sperm. So, yeah, my Wait. eggs, his sperm. Okay. okay. You just couldn't get pregnant, like your body never
1: never got pregnant. Got it. Okay. Wow. And we tried, yeah, from all those years. And then when my sister volunteered, it it was absolutely incredible as well. She she called me one day. So so actually, we didn't tell even my family that we were trying. And so I remember calling my family and my our my sister-in-law Jenna wasn't just about her second trimester. So I called my family and I said, you know, we're we're having a baby, and it's our baby, but Ben's sister's carrying baby. And my sister told me we were, um, she's right below me in age, we're, we're less than two years apart. And she said, How come you didn't tell me? She's like, You would have you would have been. And told me I would have volunteered. And I just for me, that was just such, and then she volunteered a year later. And, and, and grant, this has not happened to, to everybody, but it was just such a lesson to me that by sharing, um, you never know what comes out. And to have two, you know, family members incredibly do that for me. And then even it was hard to tell people that we were having a baby because here we were private for so many years. And then all of a sudden I'm not showing, you know, and, and to tell people like, Oh, we're, we're having, you know, a a baby next month and people would, uh, I was just worried about being judged. And it was just so interesting when I shared we shared that our struggle because, you know, we said to my sister is caring, my sister-in-law is caring baby. We're never able to get pregnant. And, And so many people came out to me and said, you know, I've struggled with something or I've, Um, share, it just made, I don't know, I was able to have so many more deeper connections with people. Then also realizing that these chemicals are tied to so many diseases that a lot of people struggle with. And so after having our kids, uh, my husband and I, we, we had successful careers. We both had master's degrees. We were happy in our roles, But we said, you know, people don't know about uh, outside the medical and scientific community. No one really talks about these, these, these harmful chemicals. Everyone knows about toxins, but the fact that these hormone disrupting chemicals, which are actually more impactful than toxins. um, I said, we said we were given so much and we said, what can we do to help create a solution? So we, I resigned on maternity leave (laughs) with grace. (laughs) <laughs> Here we had a Hugh, I think was barely two. And then Grace was a newborn and we left our careers and we said, what can we do to try, to, to try, and create a solution to this issue? So we went to work and we realized when the, um, so we learned a lot about these chemicals, but also chemical exposure. The average woman is exposed to 168 chemicals a day. The average man is exposed to 85 chemicals a day. And you don't think about it, but all if you, your skincare, your different hand soaps you use throughout the day, your deodorant, all these things, these chemicals add up and they have, um, they're linked to a lot of different, you know, diseases, but also like I remember my, their skin. So we said the one of the fastest ways to help reduce your chemical exposure is through your skincare and your self-care. Cause you think about it, what you put on your skin, first of all, whether it heals your skin and nourishes your skin, but also it stays on your skin and what, um, we didn't fully realize, which I should have, when I was going through all of my fertility treatments, I was given hormone creams. So you put it on your, you rub it in and it gets right into your bloodstream and impacts your body. Or you think about the nicotine patch, you put it on almost instantaneously, it, it impacts your body. And so we said the skin's largest organ, if we can create skincare and we launched with skincare, we'll, we'll have other verticals or we're, we're a wellness company. But if we can create products that first of all are very high-performing, luxurious things people want to use, but also have um, the benefits. Our product pillars are to help detox, repair, and protect your body from these chemicals. And so if we can do something that really elevate this topic and make it important, and then also trying to figure out, so we call our products hormone safe. We use glass packaging. We use our paper packaging for our cleansing bar. You, You can create the cleanest product and put it in plastic And it can leach these chemicals, and so we said, um, "How do we create stuff that we're not just the product, but also the packaging is incredibly safe, but also um, very high performing? People would want to use. And then also, how do we go to market? Because people don't know what hormone safe products are. They don't know why it actually makes why it matters. Right. Um, And and so we we said, and also to create a holistic solution isn't just putting product on a shelf. You need to create awareness with knowledge, with community, with products." And so we said, how do we, so re- realizing that the story and this mission is best shared word of mouth, we created, we have a peer, so we're omnichannel, but we have a peer to peer sales model. So we have our product advocates, we call them Hugh and Grace advocates, but people can, can sign up and enroll and help uh, promote our mission and products. And just by, and then they get a personalized link. And so it's, that's also been really fun for us because we said you know, how we see this community build. First of all, we have an um, amazing mission, great vision. People are first learning about these chemicals and why they're impactful. But especially during COVID in this past year where a lot of women have had to stay home yeah. and, and needed extra income that, and they aligned with our mission, whether it's a personal experience with either infertility or with cancers or with some of these diseases, or they just want to be, learn something new and have, have fun, be part of a community. And so it's been really rewarding for us as we've, we've just officially launched um, May 22nd, but we're growing fast. And then also the fact that we're we're talking about this topic in an authentic manner. Uh, we've been picked up by Wall Street Journal and Forbes and um, has some really good press to do, um, which so to see that there is interest in this topic. And we, we named the company after our kids. It's called Hugh and Grace. We joke the names, they sound like a 90 year old couple, but (laughs) true. (laughs) But, but the name Hugh means heart, mind, and spirit. And the name grace means goodness, generosity, and love. And those are the things that brought us our children. And those are our company values. And we said, you know, we, it, it took it was a very unconventional way. It took a lot of people to come together to help us have our family. And we've, and we're seeing that a lot of people coming together to help us share this mission, that has been really um, impactful and meaningful and, and, and really, really fun.
0: I love that. That's so great. Do you think like your, are your clients more people who are struggling with fertility or just people just in general who care about
1: putting hormones and, you know,
0: put it, the things that they put in their body.
1: For their products. You know, I think a lot of people, when they're trying to get pregnant or when they're pregnant, that's when they really evaluate what they, they, uh, they put on their skin. We have fertility clinics and OBGYN offices who sell our products there, okay. but we have such a wide array. And even because, so we're setting a new standard of clean. So you have people who care about clean products and like, Oh wait, there's these chemicals are still even in my other products. Um, and so we have people who care about clean, but we, but we have a lot of people who just love the performance and, and also they're simple. So we, we call it simple swaps, our face serum wheel, and we only have four products right now. So it's, it's a morning serum, a night serum, a body oil, and a cleansing bar. Our products are gender neutral and they're safe for pregnancies, safe for babies, safe for everybody. And so we said, why do you have to have a four-step regimen. How can we can't create something that works just as well? Um, and so people are, and also you're sitting on those chemicals that you're putting on your body by putting four steps down to one or five steps down to one. And so we have people telling us that our face serum has replaced their serum, their moisturizer, their toner, their eye cream, and their vitamin C serum by wow. just our product. We have, we've been getting some great, um, people, Well, we have 0.01 return rate, which is incredible, but also, um, Rachel Zoe, are you familiar with who she is? She's, 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 so she's a celebrity stylist, but she's also has a subscription, um, company called Curator where she, she curates and kind of gives her best recommendations. But we were introduced to her last year and she, her husband loved our, we were actually fundraising, trying to get our business up and going. And he said, you know, I really love your story. I love this business but my wife has to, you know, he has to see your products and he goes, and she gets sent everything. He's like, so they have to be really great. So she used our products for a month. They called us back. They over tripled their investment amount and then they invested in us again. And so to have somebody, and then she sent her products to a lot of her friends. And I get a call one day from Tracy Anderson. Tracy Anderson was kind of how she was trainer, trainer, but she has a bunch of, she's a wellness expert. She has a bunch of studios And she said, first of all, your products changed my skin. She said, they're simple. You only have four. And I was able to do this, but she said, I, she's like, as a wellness expert, she said, I educate my clients on trying to reduce chemical exposure, but she's like, but I'm doing it through lifestyle changes and working out and diet. She's like the fact that you're helping people reduce their chemical exposure just through incredible skincare. And she's like, it's, it's incredible that um, she's like, I love what you're doing. So we actually were just, I was just in the Hamptons with um, doing a pop-up of uh, her, uh, um, location three weeks ago. So we've had a lot of, um, great wellness brands actually approach us because we are addressing health in a new way and having, um, and having great, great results.
0: I love that. What a great story. I mean, to come, you know, they always say like, you are going to start a business, like figure out what the problem is and dive in. And you did how, like, how do you find somebody to like, help make the, like, make the product? Like, did you guys like that, that is like boggles my mind of like, you, you know, like to
1: like, figure it all out. I'm sure. Yep. And even, and even the products to even launch with, because originally we thought, Oh, let's launch with like, a sh- like, let's do a shower regimen. If think, let's have people think about things first thing in the morning. But then we were talking to formulators to have the great and our doc, we have a world renowned medical advisory board to have the greatest impact. It's what gets on your skin because it gets into your bloodstream and you rinse off your hair, you know, your, your shampoo and conditioner pretty, pretty soon. So if we wanted the greatest impact for chemical exposure. So we, my husband and I, we, we had very um, successful careers. I used to uh, raise money for USC, uh, University of Southern California. And so I would work with our top alumni and parents in 25 States. My husband ran um, a big investment portfolio. And so we had a lot of relationships. And so we actually were introduced, we flew to and met with the chief innovation officer and chief innovate and her whole team at the largest beauty manufacturer in the world. And we walk in and, you know, we had to son an NDA, but you see all these products that you see at Saks and Sephora and high-end products. And we said, this is what we want to create. And I said, we can't do it. Like, we, we use chemicals. That's how we get the performance, the cost, like, even you know, the packaging is like, we, we just don't formulate to that. And so we tapped our networks. We met with formulators across the country saying, how do we, how can we do this? Cause no one's done this before. How do we craft it? My husband used to run a wine company and he would look at, you know, you look at wine, it's all grape juice, but there's a $5 bottle of grape juice and there's a $5,000 bottle of grape juice. Why is that? And so it's really craft and because our products are hundred percent natural, but but, but even, um, even learning that some of these, some like, so there can be some natural substances that are also these hormone disrupting chemicals. So tea tree and lavender are hormone disrupting chemicals. So we do not formulate with those. Um, but finding people that where you, where you can actually get the performance because performance was, was paramount for us. And so we were able to meet with a group, um, through mutual connection, who's done all natural formulations for almost 20 years, a lot of award winning products, and they have 400 years of green chemistry experience in their team. So really finding the experts and and then sitting down with them going going back and forth for over a year saying, okay, then we need to tweak this. This like, how how can we make, you know, how can this be even more anti aging How can we get more vitamin C here? So, but doing it, um, but, but really surrounding ourselves with experts. We're, we're smart, we're educated, but we're really good at having even smarter people around us, mm-hmm. which is why we lean on our medical advisory board and these expert formulators and even our advocates that we said, how do we do this? Where, um, how, how's our messaging? How, you know, when we first, we did a test launch uh, last year and we were talking about that the, the scientific word term for these hormone disrupting chemicals is endocrine disrupting chemicals. And we're talking about endocrine disrupting chemicals and these diseases they're linked to because they're actually, they're impactful. What you put on your skin can actually impact you. But then we realized that when people buy luxury skincare, they don't think about chemicals or or diseases. And so we actually just changed our messaging, update our messaging. And so uh, we, our whole messaging now is we're better than clean And better than clean means we're better performing and we're better for you. And there are simple things people can do that can help reduce chemical exposure. So all of a sudden it doesn't sound overwhelming or intimidating you're like, oh, I can switch out four products and I can significantly reduce my chemical exposure daily. Um, Great. And then even with our pricing with our products, we had consultants tell us we should be spending, we should charge $250 for our face serums. And we wanted everything to be under a hundred dollars um, to be approachable. And for, cause this message really is for everybody. And then if you buy product sets, you, like our, 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 real, our four products and our product set is our, is our best seller because you get the deepest discount and you're able to try something that the entire family can use.
0: Wow. What a great, like, what a great story. And it seems to be like, you guys are just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Like, like, I always think, um, a lot of people always struggle with like, what's next, you know, it's like they have their nine to five job that they're happy with and they're content with, but they have this like dream of like doing something else and taking that risk to just like quit and hope that, you know, your, your new business is going to be successful. I mean, what was that transition like
1: for you? It was something that I felt so compelled. I, I couldn't sleep at night. I, I, You know, after trying for 14 years to have kids and not able, then having people sacrifice greatly, not just my sister and sister-in-law, her, their families, their extended families. And we just said, you know, we, my husband worked for billionaires. I had this amazing network. We had resources and um, connections and just said, we, we were so driven. And then also, so that for me, I mean, it was, it was, incredible. <laughs> then COVID hit and like, we couldn't get our products anyway. So just the stress of doing that, but it's something you're obviously, I mean, it's so much easier just to get a, get a job, but we're even seeing that now with our advocates, because a lot of these people who we have men and women who sell with us and some have a nine to five and they do this in the side because it's something that they find like they can get additional income. But we actually have some people who are leaving their careers and doing this full time with us. And saying this, this is something that has impacted me and people need to know about, um, the importance of, of this. And so even it's been fun for us because we have, we see it, but we're seeing it with others who are, who are joining our community as well.
0: Yeah. What a great story. Um, can we go back to the, your fertility, like 14 years of trying, um, I know that, um, me being a surrogate as well, like a lot of people, came, they came forward about um, struggling with fertility. I had people reaching out, like we're working on getting a surrogate and um, we're struggling. Like, what was your experience like? And so I think the more we talk about it, the more at stories kind of come about 14 years is a long time. Like what advice do you give to women who are struggling to like, keep them going to keep them um, positive and um, know that, you know, there eventually will be an end to it.
1: Yes. So, so take breaks. (laughs) No, but look back. I I wish I was kinder to myself. So to realize that it's nobody's fault, this is never a fault and it's just figuring things out. There are more options now than there ever have been before, uh, from anything from, you know, egg donors, sperm donors, embryo adoption, adoption, you know, it was interesting. We were trying, it was either like IVF, IVF, I get, IVF or, or adoption. Like those are the only two things we were considering. And it's crazy. I wish mean, there are so many different things you could do. Um, but one thing I, and I think it's probably nine years of trying. And we were, I was just at my wits end. Our marriage was suffering greatly because it was something that was so hard in our marriage and hard on me um, as a woman, I felt like this was my role or responsibility to get pregnant and could never do it. I remember one day my husband came to me and he said, "Sarah, are we going to are we going to be parents of our own genetic children that you give birth to, or are we going to be parents?" And I, we we thought about it and I, we said we're going to be parents, mm-hmm. and just for us, I, I probably wouldn't have made that decision like in, you know after a few months of trying or a year of trying, but where we were at that point, and just said we will be parents, and all of a sudden a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. I, I was probably my late mid thirties then. Like I don't even know how old it was, but I was always just like, you, to, you know, egg quality is drop, dropping, hurry, 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 rush, 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 try, 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 I then fail. And so for us just to make the decision that we're going to be parents and then to have that say, okay, well then it will happen. And we, it could be a longer process or whatever, but it just took the, that pressure off us. And it was so, um, I don't know. That was probably one of the best pieces of advice that I that I have other than be kind to yourself. And then there, there are ways.
0: Yeah. I know. Surrogacy is such a, um, I feel like an unknown thing. And I think it's starting, I feel like it's starting to come out now that like more like celebrities are doing it. And um, I remember when I've thought about doing it, I found one of my coworkers, actually, she was a surrogate and I was like, Oh my God, let me pick your brain. And um, when you were saying like, you were scared to tell people, I mean, that was like, my thought too, is like, you don't want to tell people. Cause what are they going to think? Um, you know, how are they going to feel? And at, at the end of the day, I was like, who cares? Because this is my journey. I know that I'm helping somebody. And so, um, it's just interesting to see that, um, it's changing so much now.
1: No, you change know, you change you, you someone's life forever. Like I, I'm forever grateful for surrogacy. And there are a lot of funny stories. I remember my brother-in-law, they'd be up for dinner and his, with his wife, with my sister-in-law, who's my surrogate. And she'd be very, you know, showing <laughs> yeah. and people be like, Hey, you know, what do you do? And her husband'd be like, I don't know. It's not my kid, <laughs> yeah. but like, there are just many so, like, I'm sure you find, find humor and, um, but it, it's such, it's such a miracle. Yeah.
0: Well, it was funny. Cause I was a surrogate and then immediately, like six months later, I got pregnant again and we were during it was during COVID. Like I had just given birth with my surrogate baby right before COVID hit then COVID and then I'm pregnant again. And everyone's like, did you ever like have the baby or they're like, <laughs> or I remember when I was pregnant, they were like, is this one yours? Like, you know, and it's kind of awkward, but I'm like, they want to know, like, is this my yeah. baby or is this somebody else's? And how was it? Um, I've, besides my surrogate mom, um, I mean, my intended mom, um, how is it on that side of things of, um, I mean, you're close with your family, so I feel like you probably were, you know, uh, more involved in things than most people were, but my, my surrogate or my intended mother was across the United States. So she wasn't able to make it to a lot of things, but I'm just curious, like what your experience and journey was like.
1: Yeah, no, we talk daily, multiple, multiple times a day. And so, which in one way was, I loved it, but another way was also hard because this time where I felt like I was, thought I'd be pregnant. And so I was expecting like my husband to pamper me and you know, get me donuts <laughs> at 2am, massage my feet. And then, but I, I was also, I was taking care of my sister so, and my sister-in-law. And so it was this um, time where I thought be like, oh, I'd be taken care of, but I was the one taking care of, of them. Um, but it, they have a, such a special relationship. I mean, it's, they, both my sister and my sister-in-law say they feel like they're like the grandparents you know they have they have so much love, but they don't have to take care of the baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get, pass them off and
0: do their kid. Do they have kids too of their own? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and everybody in the family knows and.
1: Oh yeah, that's. Oh my yes. God. what a great story! Like I love, I love that. My sister, gonna... she wanted. She's when she said she's like, I'll be a surrogate, but I want everyone to be in the delivery room, and so she lives in Oklahoma all of my siblings, all five of my siblings and my parents and my husband and her husband were all there for, and I actually got to deliver my baby, my baby girl. It was the most incredible day.
0: What a, what a great story. I love that. Um, is there anything, any advice or anything that you could give to somebody? I know you, we talked about the fertility, but um, just in general about like self-care, I know you talked about that as well. And, um, you know, we're, I'm all about like empowering women and, uh, making sure, you know, we're taking care of ourselves. And, um, is there any advice that you would give to, um, other women out there
1: for self-care Hugh and grace? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think, um, the products are amazing. No, but I think it's really finding something that feeds you that feeds your soul that you're passionate that you get excited when you think about things uh, we, you know, there's, there's so much, like we we're talking as chemicals and there, there's, it could be a lot of fear when you think about things that impact your body or your health. But we said, let's create something that's fun. But like, I love trips, and so we have instead of we're planning a Cabo set of trip. We're doing a retreat in October in Chicago. But like, so for me, like I couldn't sleep. I was at the four m this morning, thinking, "What fun thing? What what makes me happy?" <laughs> and I think really going for the thing that 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 feeds you. I think one of the um, my dad gave me a piece of advice years ago that I go with. It's not really about self care, but what gets me going is is that I I can do hard and to know that I can get through hard things surrogacy is absolutely incredible, but it was really difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And, and then also to go and go through the infertility, but, but I can do hard and it's what you do with that. That makes you a stronger person.
0: Yes. I love that. That's Oh, I always say that you can do hard things. We've all done hard things. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you learn so much from it and grow and be a better person from it. So yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much. I love your story, all of it. Um I'm going to have to check out your products because I'm like in this like okay, when I go back to work, I need like a new self-care, skincare regimen. I need some new makeup. Um, and you just put a whole new spin on like what I should be concerned about. So thank you. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry. My 2 year
0: banging on the door. <laughs> no surprise. My baby hasn't woken up. The dogs haven't run by, so. <laughs> um, but I'll put all your information in the show notes. Um, and, um, I hope that, um, I wish you all the best and I'm so excited to watch your journey and thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please share this episode on social media and tag me. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share. I can't wait to continue to inspire you all.